Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a place where chasing dreams and chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to take the abnormal path and pursue your true happiness. My name is Tina Cudinia, chocolate business mentor, award-winning chocolatier, mama to a little one, and wifey to one seriously handsome Portuguese stud, fellow chocolatier pastry chef, Bruno Cudinia. I am all about doing the dang thing and doing it well. With 15 plus years of chocolate experience under my belt, I've worked in every chocolate scenario from massive factory to upscale boutique to wholesale to chocolate school to luxury hotels to having a side business to taking the business full time. Whew! Today, I get to help other chocolatiers worldwide level up and absolutely crush it on their chocolate goals. Oh yeah, we are going to the top, my friends. So if you're looking to get inspired, have some more insight into chocolatier life, and learn a thing or two, you are in the right place. Thanks for coming with me on this journey, and without further ado, let's dive in. Hey y'all, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a safe space for chocolatiers, chocolatiers to learn all things chocolate, chocolatier life, and chocolate biz. So in today's episode, it's kind of a teaser of a free masterclass that I'm hosting on October 11th at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, if you'd like the details for that. You can join the Passion to Chalk Biz Facebook group. This free training is going to deep dive on how to maximize your production for the holidays, basically determining your production so that you can sell out, maximize your profits, and not be having to push out product post-holiday season, which is the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. So I'm just going to drop a quick checklist of things that will help you kill it this holiday season. Like I said, if you want the more in-depth answer, the real bee's knees of all the info, join Passion to Chalk Biz, free masterclass, Wednesday, October 11th, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, so I'm going to jump to the first thing that I always say, and it's mindset. If you go into the holidays with the right mindset, then most likely you do well. If you go into the holidays dreading it with this constant fear of how am I going to be keeping up, It's so overwhelming. There's so many things to do. I'm just struggling to get on with the next holiday. Then you're going to lead with that energy. You're going to receive that type of energy. I'm a huge person in the law of attraction, in energy, in the vibe that you set, in the tone that you set, in your attitude. I feel like it sets everything for your business. So having the right mindset is key. If you enter it with this feeling of, I'm going to rock it this holiday season, Yes, there's a lot to do, but I will figure it out. This season is going to be my best season yet. You'd be surprised what happens because your energy naturally every single day is on the right foot. Yeah. Second thing is tracking the data. This is something that I say time and time again, whether it's your first year, your second year, your third year, your fifth year, your 10th year in business. I hope that you are tracking the data. And what I mean by that is the numbers. You are actually paying attention to how much production you're doing, what you desire to make in terms of like quota and output, what actually sold, how much did your recipes cost, how much are you spending on packaging, where are your customers, the majority of your sales coming from, like knowing these types of things is going to enable you to build up a plan for this holiday season. If you are literally going every single year, just saying, I'm going to make as much as I can in my kitchen, I made so many boxes last year, I'm going to make just this much more and hope that they sell out. That is not a strategy. That is literally just hoping and wishing. If you have data to track, then you can work a little bit more smartly because then you have actual numbers, facts to back up what worked for you in your kitchen, what worked in terms of like, what do people 
buy and what were they attracted to? Which pop-ups were the most successful? Did it make sense for you to buy that packaging? Could you have multi-purposed it in some other way? Uh, where are your customers coming from? Is it more in-person at pop-ups? Is it through your brick and mortar? Is it through corporate? Those types of things. Have you nurtured those relationships since for those heavy hitters? Like tracking this data is so vital and it's something that gets ignored. A lot of chocolatiers will go into the season, just do the season, look at the final sales results and that is it. Go deeper, go so much deeper. The other thing I'm going to say that is going to help you kill it this holiday season, which I hinted on, is knowing where your customers are at. So you might be an online shop and you might say, well, I only sell online or I only do pop-ups or whatever. Cool beans, which specific pop-ups? What's the age range of your customers? The ones who are buying from you constantly, are you nurturing that relationship? Are you just, hi, thank you so much for supporting my business. And that's it. Like, are you going again? deeper because I feel that this is another opportunity for you to nurture that relationship, make it a lifetime customer, make it a customer who potentially has other networks or other friends or other business opportunities for you. And because you're just doing your job of being this amazing customer service slash chocolatier person that they will always go to and support you and see you as the go-to, therefore recommend you to their friends as the go-to. So where are the majority of your customers coming from? Are you paying attention to that? Is there an area that you want to improve? What are you doing to improve that? For example, if you're saying, well, I would like to increase corporate orders this year, cool beans. What are you doing to improve that? Are you just literally posting once in a blue moon that you do accept corporate orders and if they'd like to reach out to you, send you a DM and let that be it? A lot of chocolatiers do that, by the way. And in my head, I'm like, that's not enough. That is not enough. The The market, the online world is like super saturated. You have to keep in mind, there are lots of people competing for the same type of thing. So what about your brand sticks out? How are you going to be different? How are you going to add that personal touch? Are you showing like a genuine interest in the corporate that you want to attract and actually getting to know a person who you can interact with to start to build that relationship? Because relationship building is the quickest way to build more sales. And are you actually making that effort? Because a lot of people don't. So go the extra effort, go the extra mile, show that you're just more than a person who just makes chocolate. Yeah. Another thing that I was going to say for you to kill it this holiday season is knowing your production output. Meaning, once again, a lot of chocolatiers will say, I just want to make X amount of money, or I'm going to make as much as I possibly can, or they shoot some arbitrary number. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, how did you come up with that number? I don't know. It sounded right. It sounded good. You know, 50 of this and 100 of this or 200 of that, whatever the case. And again, from experience and from just seeing it from like third party of perspective, that's not really the best way to go because what data is there to back up? Also, when you shoot out an arbitrary number, you have to keep in mind, what is your actual production output? Meaning you as a chocolatier, what are you actually capable of making, right? The chocolatier who has like way more years experience and understands how to flow in his or her kitchen and can bang out production like super fast and do a million bajillion other things, it's going to get a lot more production output done versus a chocolatier who's in her first or second year of business because they've simply gone through more experience and they know more. They have more chances to get it right, basically. 
if you are someone who also has a full-time job and then you're just making all these numbers up and saying, I'm going to do all these things. Well, it goes back to the same thing. How much actual time do you have spent in your business, in your kitchen? It's different for everyone. What kind of space do you have to work with? It's different for everyone. What kind of storage space do you have to work with? How many molds do you have? What kind of equipment do you have? All these things play a factor into how much you're going to actually be able to do for the holidays. And if you're just starting off and you're like, God dang it, I am so behind or I don't have all of the things. I started with literally just the bowl and like a couple molds. Everyone starts from the bottom and everyone slowly gets the practice in. And once you refine and you improve in your skills and naturally you get a better flow. And once you learn more about chocolate and understand how it works for you and in your kitchen, you naturally get more efficient. And once you understand the business side of things and sales and customers and build that customer base, then your sales will naturally increase and you'll get more revenue that you can then put back into your business to get you more things to support you as you grow. So (laughs) what is your production output is different for everyone and definitely going to determine if you're going to kill it or not during the holiday season. Another thing I want to talk about is avoiding impulse purchases. So I get it that it's the holidays and You want the new mold that came out that's like Christmas themed or Halloween themed or whatever the case. Do you really absolutely need it? Do you really absolutely need it? Because this is a tricky one and I have been guilty of this, that it's the holidays. We want to put out something nice and new and shiny and stick out. And so we're going to drop a couple hundred bucks on new molds that we probably don't necessarily need that we're only going to use for this season. Hmm. If you have the means to, meaning that you actually have extra money that you could spend on these things, sure. If you're new in business and you've already been investing a lot into your business, not the wisest thing to make an impulse purchase on molds that are only going to be used for one season. There's smarter ways around it. You could do holiday colors with the basic mold. You could do holiday flavors with the basic mold. You don't necessarily need a holiday-themed mold to do holiday products. That's just one example of an impulse purchase that I see very commonly made amongst chocolatiers. So just think about that. What are you prioritizing this holiday season for your business, basically? The the other thing I'm going to talk about, which is kind of like the last thing I'm going to talk about, is the trends. So there's always trends going on in the chocolate world. I have nothing against trends. They're trendy. (laughs) And it's fine to jump on the trend. Cocoa bombs is a trend. The whole water droplet effect on bonbons is a trend. Spraying the cocoa butter when it's inside the mold and having it do that dispersed look is a trend. However, does the trend make sense for your business? Is it time efficient or is it just something that looks cool? Is it something that you actually are excited to make or you're just trying to keep up with the trend? I think that trends are fine and dandy, but I think that ultimately you have to think of, you know, fast production wise and long-term wise, what makes sense for your business and does your audience, your customers like what you're doing with that trend? For instance, when Cocoa Bombs became like all the rage because of TikTok, immediately I jumped on Bruno. I'm like, we need to do this. It's crazy. People are going to eat it up. And then I thought, let's not just do regular cocoa bombs. Let's do something that's kind of more unique to our business as well. So we did ube bombs and we did matcha bombs and they sold extremely well because it's in their option. It's a taste of what we offer for our business. And of course, me being Filipino myself, I love ube. So that was 
a favorite amongst Filipinos and people who love ube in general. It just made sense. If you're going to do a trend, just make sure that one, you actually like the trend. And two, if you can put your own personal spin on it for your business. That's what I would say. I have a list of other things I'd love to dive deeper into, but if I give it all away, then there's no point from the masterclass. (laughs) So I hope that you enjoyed this brief podcast episode. Like I said, if you'd like more to know determining your holiday production so you can maximize your profits so that you can hopefully sell out and you can have a better idea of how to work in your kitchen for your business this coming holidays, Join the free masterclass. It will be inside Passion to Shock Biz, the Facebook group. It will be happening on October 11th at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Alrighty then. I will catch you guys on the next one. And thank you so much for listening. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast helpful and would be so kind, share the good news. Let your chocolate friends know. Post about it on social media or simply leave a five-star review. Because honestly, if I can help others to do the dang thing too, that is just awesome sauce in my book. Oh yeah, by the way, I say things like awesome sauce. (laughs) Anyways, y'all, I'm going to close with my personal mantra for life. Remember, Chocolatier, I truly 100% believe it and I know it to be true. You are absolutely worthy of the life you dream. You just have to have the courage to keep pursuing it. Till next time, friends.